Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. Joshua 6, verse 1. I'm going to read the NIV version. And um, it should be on the screen. (laughs) Thanks, Jordan. Verse 1 now says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. Another version says, Securely shut up. No one went out, and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Everyone say six days. days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound the blasts, On the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry in front of it. And he ordered the army advance. March around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the Ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets and the Ark of the Lord following them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear that followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell to you, shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to the camp and spent the night there. And I'm going to skip over to verse 16, verse 15. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except on that day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And I'm going to land at verse 20. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when, the ga- when, the, when they gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. The title of my message is Jericho's Coming Down. Jericho's Coming Down. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Fill this room. Penetrate our hearts, Father. I'm excited for the freedom that is about to be birthed and just going to experience just a deeper intimacy with you. Holy Spirit, let it be your words and not my own that transforms, that heals, that provides freedom in this house. Lord, we honor you, we love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. So we just read this long scripture, and it's the story of Jericho. And it starts with this leader named Joshua who follows after Moses. And for those of you who don't know Moses, Moses is this iconic leader, this great leader who's bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land, but he dies. (laughs) You know, he did his job, and God was like, don't worry about it. Moses is with me. Joshua, I'm going to be with you. Let's keep going. So Joshua has to follow in this iconic greatness. Like, this is the leader. He splits the Red Sea. He does all these things, and Joshua just has to step in and follow that. And God's like, here's the instruction. I want you to do this, this, and that. And Joshua's like, okay. Hey, guys, God said we need to do this, this, and that. And the people are like, don't worry. We know that God is with you. We're going to support you. We know, and if anybody has a problem, don't worry. We got it. The amount of loyalty that they had immediately was just amazing. It was like, that can only be a testament to his life. 
how much he much integrity he had, how much commitment to the ministry. Everything about him was integral where the people were like, we know it's you. We know that God is with you. We're going to follow you. We're going to be obedient. What do we need to do? The amount of obedience and just unity was just powerful and transformative that I was like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. So I was wrong because in the beginning I thought Jericho was simply this bad place that came down because everybody shouted. You know, that's what I thought Jericho was about. But what God is showing me is that he's, as he expanded it, as I do my research, as I pray, and I'm like, God, okay, there's more to it. He's like, you're right. It's not just Jericho being this bad place. What causes Jericho to be bad? And Jericho falls because of the obedience to the process. So that's my main point. In order for Jericho to fall, it requires your obedience to the process. So we have three points. We have a map, and we're going we're gonna to land it. This is the direction. First, we got to define what is Jericho. Because I know I'm, I'm one of you guys. I said Jericho like 20 times, and everybody like, who the heck is Jericho? Like, we got a problem with Jericho. Don't worry. We're going to define who Jericho or what is Jericho. Two, we're going to recognize the Jerichos in our lives. And three, we're going to learn the requirements needed to take down Jericho. So one, what is Jericho? Two, what are the Jerichos in my lives? And three, what are the requirements to take it down? So first point, what is Jericho? Well, let's read it. And I studied the NKJV version and NIV, but I like NKJV a little bit better. So it said, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. I said, hmm, securely shut up. The Holy Spirit revealed to me that's a mindset. Securely shut up. Nothing's changing your mind. No one came in. No one came out. Mindset. I was like, okay. So Jericho was this place that said, we heard about your God. We heard about the miracles. We know what you, know what you guys are packing. We don't want it. We don't want anything to do with you or your God. They heard about what God did now. And they said, no, we don't want anything to do with you. They said they were shut up from the children of Israel. None went in and none came out. So what is Jericho? Jericho is a toxic mindset that wants nothing to do with God. It's a mindset that doesn't align with God. You've been established, you've built it, and you said, no, God, I don't want it. I don't want to bash Jericho way too much. Let's kind of look at it from a different angle, though. Jericho was famous for, it, for its walls. I believe I read it was 28 feet, historians said. It was huge. It was phenomenal. It was extravagant. God was saying, Jericho is evidence of what man can build. When man cast vision, when they get united, what they can do, when they're unified. But the, what causes it to be bad is when it's established without God. When it's not for God. What have you made your mind up about? What have you chosen to be established in? This leads to my second point. Let's note it. What are the Jerichos in our lives then? What have we made our mind up about? What have we said, no, God, you can't deal with this one. I'll do this by myself. Maybe Jericho is that relationship. What do I mean by that? Maybe you don't know who you are unless your person affirms you. Your life has no value unless your person affirms you. There's no meaning unless he said so or she said so. 
That's a Jericho because God tells you who you are. It's out of order. You've made that person God. Or maybe Jericho is that job. Maybe I don't know who I am unless I work. I need to do this. I need, I need something. I need some type of purpose. I need to work. I need to work. Or I don't know how I'm going to survive. Every dollar counts. I got to grind. I got to grind. <laughs> That's the only way I make it. Me. I do it. I work. Me, me, me. No God. Jericho. That's a Jericho. What have you made your mind about? What have you excluded God out of? And you know, it's funny that God said mindset as a revelation for what Jericho is today. Because we live in a world where they're constantly trying to tell you what to think, who to be, what to say, what's truth, what's not truth. It's so confusing. The only thing that we have left is our mind. And if you're taking God out of it, I don't want to get reckless, but can I? <laughs> another time, another time. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's crazy. I know, let me just go to the Bible. I don't want to rant. What does the Bible say? The Bible says in Colossians 3 verse 2 that we set our minds on things that are above, not beneath. That's why the Bible says, renew my mind. Take captive every thought. Because the world is on a full-time, 24-7 agenda to say, no, you're not a girl, you're a boy. No, you're not pretty, you're ugly. No, you need to be married at this age. No, you need to do this. No, you need to do that. It's messing up the mindset. What did the Bible say? What are you established in? Did you subtract it? Did you create your own truth? What did the Bible say? It says in Philippians 4 verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know, there's always going to be this voice that says, you know what? You're not that good enough. You know what? You don't need to bother them. Stop, stop messing with that. You know what? Stop being the problem. It's you. That's never God. Because God says you're salt. You're chosen. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. I have a plan for you. I'm noticing the enemy has a pattern. He's always causing me to doubt. When you have a voice inside that says, is it? That's not God. God is firm. He don't play with it. There's no time to waste. He's like, I said so. He didn't say, hey, Joshua, so Moses is gone. Do you mind? No. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. There was no question. There was no suggestion. Hey, Joshua, it's you. It's going to be you. No matter what, are you going to respond? What have you made your mind up about? Now, <laughs> I read this long passage for a reason, and we're going to dissect it. Even though Jericho is a mindset and it's toxic and it becomes so unbearable because there's moments where even though, and I want, I want to be clear, don't, don't misunderstand me. Jericho is not the boyfriend or the girlfriend. It's not the relationship. It's not the job. It's not the desire. 
God gives you those things. Those are not bad. It becomes a Jericho when you put it out of order. It's not relationship, maybe God. No, it's God, no matter what. God, no matter what. Once you put that blessing out of order, it becomes a curse. And you're wondering why this person is great, but I'm still needing more. Or this job is the dream job, but I'm still not enough. You've placed it out of order. It's a Jericho. Now you're trapped because you think you have the thing, but you're still suffocating. It's still unbearable. But just because Jericho is unbearable doesn't mean it's unbreakable. So at least to my third point, what are the requirements needed to take down Jericho? And we read it. And I, I find God so funny as I do this Jesus life pun on TikTok, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maybe you guys don't. It's okay. Um, there's always, he has a method to the madness. It's never like, you know, there's a reason he's doing something. There's a bigger picture that we sometimes tend to miss. Because if God split the Red Sea, like in, like, boom, why are we every day got to get up, circle Jericho, blow the trumpets, go back home? Next day, get up, got to circle Jericho, go home. Next day, constant. They did this for six days, just worshiping, holding the presence with protection in the front and protection in the back. You had seven people holding trumpets and worshiping. You had protection in the front. You had the presence of the Lord, which was this holy box that ERV calls it. And it represented that God was with them. It represented the presence of God. And you had protection in the back, constantly circling. And he said, for six days, don't make a war cry. Don't make a sound. Don't doubt. Don't complain about your situation. Don't second guess me. Don't second guess my instruction. Stay focused on the presence. And I was like, you know what? That looks a lot like church. To have worshipers, carriers of the presence, a covering in the front, a covering in the back. That means I got to get around a group of believers who can stir me up and surround this Jericho, this mindset that I've built. And all I got to do is come here and stir myself up day in and day out, stay disciplined in his presence. And boom, it comes down. It's crazy. I was like, all right, God, I won't miss another Sunday. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But it might have felt like I was pointing my fingers at you. And I really, I really wasn't. Because Jericho is me. Or it's who I was. I've built up so many Jerichos. I, Chino knows I was probably his biggest headache. When I came here, I was, I was a task-oriented person. I did not care about people. I was mean. I just needed to get the job done. I was like, what's the task? Let's do it. All right, I got it. I got it. But you know why that is? Because if the task wasn't right, I wasn't right. If the job wasn't good, I wasn't good. If it wasn't perfect, then that meant I suck. And it got so bad. I got so depressed, so out of control because it was unbearable. Jericho is unbearable. But just because Jericho is unbearable doesn't mean it's unbreakable. 
It doesn't mean it's unbreakable. There's so many people in here who have made up their minds about so many things. There's, it's so deep in the past that you're like, God, you don't have to touch that. I found my own way of doing things. I found my own way of keeping my head above water. I don't need you in this. And God is never going to impose. He's never going to force himself, but he's definitely going to disrupt. Because he loves you that much. We sing about it. How much more does he love you? He's not going to keep you trapped and stuck in your own Jericho. I want to encourage you, church, there's freedom in just knowing who he is and surrendering and being obedient. Jericho didn't come down because everybody shouted. Yes, shouting was powerful, but shouting was, a, was one of the, 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 the requirements that was the process. It was a process that took down Jericho. More importantly, it was the obedience to the process. Joshua said, yes. And then he told the people and the people said, yes, unity, alignment with God. That's power. That's authority. That's all you need. Yes, God, you can have it all. Yes, God, I make room for you. Here's my life. Tear down every wall. Break down every tradition. Your way is better. Your way, not mine. I keep you in the conversation. I keep you in the conversation. I don't know how tall you think your Jericho is where it's just impossible to fall. Like, nah, man, it keeps coming back up. I keep struggling with the same issues. Nuns, I'm trapped in this Jericho. It keeps coming back. But guess what? It wasn't one day. It was seven days. Just keep coming back to the presence. And Jericho falls down immediately. The Bible said immediately it falls down. It takes a discipline. God wants to bless you. He wants to move you. It's, it's, it's not a test. You know, I love this word process because God is such a fan of great faith. What do I mean by that? Not big faith, great faith. Great faith is the ability to keep on believing, even though believing doesn't seem to be working. That's why he gives you a process. He wants to refine you. He wants to renew you. He wants to restore you. But you got to trust the process. Everybody's so quick for, what medication do I need? What do I need? What do I need to get rid of this? I don't like me. I don't like me like this. I'm a maniac. I, I need something. Get disciplined in the presence. Stop wasting money on man-made ideas that have only solved so much, but not the absolute. When you serve an absolute God, an absolute healer, an absolute father. Get disciplined in the process. Get around a body of believers. Stir yourself up. Stop complaining and said, I'll never be enough. I'll never get it done. Stop talking. Start worshiping. Start praising. Start realigning yourself with God. Again, I'm not poking your fingers at you. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at me because this is, this is me. I'm talking about me. I remember when my parents divorced um, and my dad left, I felt like God left me. And I created a bitter, bitter Jericho that I didn't even know about. 
It was so bad. And I remember this clearly. I laugh now, but God is a gracious God. I remember sitting in service, and I was so mad at God that I literally said out loud, God, I know you're real, but right now I don't want nothing to do with you. And I know this pastor's probably preaching something good, but I could care less. I was so confident and like, no, God. I'm surprised he didn't smite me right there. I was like, "That's, that's a little bit bold. But that bitterness just followed me year after year after year. And because I buried it, I didn't even recognize it. I'm doing ministry. I'm a missionary's kid. I'm traveling the world. I'm teaching students. I'm doing God things, but I'm getting worse. I'm suffocating. I'm breaking. I'm, something's not right. My mind is off balance. And I'm like, God, I'm doing all of this. What's, what am I doing wrong? And I thought that if I did these things, he would love me. That if I did these things, he would come back and see that I'm still here. But God was with me the whole time. I built the Jericho. <laughs> I built the Jericho. And it, was, it got really bad, yo, because when I moved here, there's something about this house, y'all. When y'all come here, you leave different. <laughs> you don't stay the same. I thought I could play that same. Nunzi's all right. G- no, when you meet Chino, oh, man, that Jericho's about to break, even if you weren't ready for it, even if you got comfortable in an unbearable place. And I remember doing ministry and going hard, And I became overweight. I became depressed. And this is how I knew it was bad. I became suicidal. Now, I am a Haitian-American black girl. One thing I have never struggled with because of amazing, strong women in my life was thoughts of suicide. And that's when I knew, okay, something's wrong. It got so bad that I had to call my mom. And I was like, mom, something's wrong with me. I've never hated life so much that I wanted to quit. I remember being in the closet and begging God, please, God, I don't want to breathe. I don't want to breathe. I hated life so much. I was over it. And I remember being in the closet and knowing what I wanted to do, but something in me wouldn't let me. Spoiler alert, that's the Holy Spirit. And I remember seeing what I needed to do and hearing that voice that says, just quit, just quit. And I could hear my mother with the scriptures she would recite over me when I was sleeping. And in the morning, the Lord is your shepherd. He loves you. You are the light of the-. I could just hear that and I could hear myself. And the room was so quiet, yet so loud. And I just, ah! I just wanted to quit. This Jericho was just too much. When you live in Jericho too long, you want to die. It's not a great place. That temporary success is painful and toxic. It's poison. And I remember being in the closet, hiding, trying to keep my screens because I had a roommate and I didn't want to just, I didn't want any help. I just wanted to end it. And it just got so bad that all I could do was scream, Jesus! Jesus! Save me. Help me. And he did. He did. 
But guess what? He gave me a process. Because the panic attacks didn't just vanish. But the degree of the intensity subsided. And I remember it was June. And I was like, it was my mother's birthday, June 10th. I was like, if I could just get home. If I could just get back. Maybe I could figure this out. If I could just get, because I knew she had presence. I was like, let me just go back to where I knew I was safe. And I remember flying down and getting around. My sister, she was on a spiritual high for some reason, maybe because I was on a spiritual load. We were never on the same path. If you meet her, she's my, my best friend, an amazing girl. But she was so, she's like, nuns, nothing matters but the presence of God. And I was just so zombified. I was like, nothing you're saying makes sense because I'm the one who taught you it. Like, I'm your big sister, pipe down. <laughs> and I remember going and she took me to her church and uh, friends. And I remember talking with one of my friends, my old friends at the time, because I'm from Miami. And we, we stayed up till 4 a.m. And all he could say was, Nunzi, nothing matters but the presence of God. Nothing matters but the presence of God. And he was saying more, but everything, it, what only stuck to me was nothing matters but the presence of God. And I don't know why, but it just clicked. And ever since then, I was intentional with being around people who knew how to worship, people who had presence, people who had protection and covering in the front and the back, who could circle it and war with a shout and war with the presence. Guess what? You don't have to do this alone. In fact, God never designed for you to do it alone. The church gets a bad rap. Unfortunately, we have people, Christians, talking bad about their house. But can I remind you, Jesus died for the church. That's a reckless act. Who am I to bash it? Who am I to say, oh, it, nah, no, he died for this. I'm never going to forsake the gathering. I'm never going to try to step out and do it in my own way, in my, my, my. I'm going to keep God in the equation. I'm going to be stirred up around a group of believers. When you get low, this is where you come. When you feel like, I don't want to bother anybody, that's when you need to bother people. <laughs> the solution is not to get quiet. It's to get loud. That's why we shout. You're not supposed to do this alone. God has a plan. He has a process. And he's ready to bless you. Like, boom, drop. Mic drop, right there. <laughs> you know, God is, God is amazing. Because the last place that I ever thought I would be <laughs> was here. The last place that I ever thought I would be was here. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm alive. But I'm grateful. There's a reason why I dance and I sing and I get crazy. It's because I'm free. I've been trapped for too long. I've gave Jericho too many rights that I had to tear it down. Church, I encourage you, break your Jericho before it breaks you. Break your Jericho before it breaks you. You are enough. You are chosen. You are everything that you need to be. And God loves you that much and more. He's not giving up. He's not giving up. God has time. He's not going anywhere. He's always with you. 
When you're in those low moments, wherever it was, whatever thought you thought was just too dirty and like, dang, God can't know about this. He knows about it and he still loves you. He still wants you. He still chooses you. And he's not changing his mind. It's you. He's not changing his mind. How much more does he love you? How much more if animals can get food, if, if animals can have places to rest their head, if insects already know that they're good, how much more you? You made in his image. A masterpiece, an intentional design. There's a reason why you're here. There's a reason why you're in this room. God wants to birth freedom out of you. He wants to tear down your Jericho. But he's not going to knock it without you. He's like, hey, can you, can you put me back in? Can you make room to do whatever it is that he wants to do? Can we acknowledge that God weighs better? Can we acknowledge that? Because I tried it in my own strength and it didn't work. I ended up in the closet being suicidal. That was me trying to do it my way. Doing God things for God, my way, without God. That was the solution. I'm so happy that it's Baptism Sunday. It's Baptism Sunday, y'all. And it's no coincidence. Baptism is the ultimate symbol of surrender. God have my life. The old me is dead. Jericho's down. I come up new. I come up free. You could have it all. And there's a reason why we're going to shout every time they come up. There's a reason why they shouted when Jericho came down. When someone comes up, it's a reminder Jericho came down. That's what it's about. He comes up. Jericho just came down. That is why we shout. Because we're free. And we're, and, we're, and we're surrounded by a group of believers. The presence is here. The presence is here. And we have protection in the front, in the back. That's why it says, may his favor be upon me. May his presence go before me, beside me, behind me, all around. God has a method to what we thought was madness. My question for you is, will you be obedient to the process? Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media.